0: Hello, Hello, and um, welcome to our Valentine's special.
1: You can welcome. see Nadia's while we're off the telly. If you are listening, she's wearing a dress peppered with red hearts on a black background with a beautiful cleft of cleavage. Mark! Just out of shot. I've just, I've just blinkered it so that I'm not distracted. I've had to actually put something in the way. Seriously, otherwise we'll have to discuss the first thing that comes up. Mark!
0: Mark! <laughs> Oh, my God, you're so annoying. <laughs> and well, you're, you're too. And there is, um, there's a reason why I've got this dress on today. Why is that? Well, do you remember last week when we were talking about... Um, that? It doesn't matter what kind of counselling or help or whatever you get within a marriage. One of the first things they're going to say is that you have to... Are you listening to each other? And you have to stop and you have to listen. Yeah. And, we, and last week we tried to do one whole minute where we wouldn't interrupt each other. Mm. I mean, I do think that sometimes because we just get excited by what the other one's saying and so we want to contribute. Or infuriated. Mm. But I would like you to solemnly swear that for the next minute and a half or so you don't say a word. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So, I feel a bit emotional. Oh. You're not allowed to say it. it's funny because we've we've talked about this a lot the possibility of this and i've always wondered how i would do it and then i thought this could be a really good way to do it because we share so much on here and on our youtube channel and everywhere uh about ourselves and i think a lot of what we share about ourselves is quite Difficult stuff, Mm. you know, it's difficult stuff. Sometimes we get knocked for it. Sometimes I feel hugely protective of you. Sometimes I get knocked for it for talking about the stuff that you've been brave enough to talk about. And we all know so well um, how you've struggled with mental health and addiction and all those things. And sometimes I feel... Like I really do want to shout from the rooftops what else you are as well, because you're so many so much more than <laughs> that thing. And I know that like last week we were on Loose Women and there was, you know, you did enjoy it, but there's also that fear that people would just define you for that for that one thing, mm. for your struggles. So I just wanted to say all the things that I think are amazing about you. <laughs> and this <laughs> Valentine's special.
1: That's really sweet. So. It's blisteringly difficult to sit here and listen to. Well,
0: you've got to, because I think it's really good for you. I think it's really, really good for you. And I think we can all get caught up with Valentine's. You know, can I afford a big bunch of flowers? Can we go for a fancy dinner? Can we do this? Can we do that? Mm. But actually, I think if you can just bear to sit opposite your partner, And actually say the good things about them surely that's the greatest gift and I think it's also a really good investigation into ourselves just as human beings how difficult that is to do to hear Mm. it Mm. so I just I'm I'm not gonna make your pain go on for too long (laughs) so first of all you know just when I first met you just you were just such a breath of fresh air to me to have a To meet a guy that was so, 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 so smart. But in no way have you ever worn that as a weapon. Your, you know, your achievements are your milestones. You don't don't pick them up to to then use a weapon. Mm. You, you, I don't know who I would be if I hadn't met you. I really don't know who I would be. I just think I'd be a shell of something that could have been. Everything that I am today, and when I'm talking about, obviously my soul and my heart is a good one, but so much of who I am and nearly all my achievements career-wise, actually, over recent years has been down to you. I mean, you've believed in me beyond anybody. I wouldn't have had one book, let alone five. Mm -hmm. You know, you've shown me, you've taught me about so many things without ever being arrogant about them you know i mean i love art now i didn't really even know art existed you know i just i feel so blessed that even though it's been really difficult that i you know did have the challenge and the joy of being a stepmom you know not full-on one but a Mm. part-time stepmom and to be able to see what sort of a father somebody was before you got To have children with them is something amazing because you are an incredible fob. And I don't know how you do that when you've never had one. Hmm. I think I don't... I've never met anyone as clever as you, ever. You're too clever. I wish you weren't. I wish you were a bit less clever. (laughs) I think you're so gorgeous inside and out and yet you don't think you are. Yeah. It's this agony? No, no, it's
1: just
0: we have got the most beautiful, incredible children. Hmm. What kind of children would I have if I hadn't had you? I don't know. I dread to think when I think back to some of the people that I've hung out with. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would really like to ask you if you would like to.
1: Go upstairs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would really like to ask you if you would like to renew your vows with me.
1: No. You're a funny one, aren't you? Oh, sweetheart. I'm gonna have to come over. I'm gonna have to break this shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You haven't
0: actually said yes. I
1: know. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> no,
0: you have to joke it all away. No. no. I try to be romantic. Don't you don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you say I'm not romantic and then I'm romantic and you just go, oh, 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 oh let's have a look.
1: <laughs> no. Because so I'd love to. Oh, I God. actually
0: find it. I actually Should find it be on camera for saying yes? Yeah.
1: Yes, of course I'd love to. I'd love to.
0: I actually find it really hard to be romantic i and i realize that it's difficult to hear me be romantic but i actually do find it really hard because i think everybody is phone i mean there's easy romance isn't there where it's a bunch of flowers or something and then there's you know what do i actually think about this person
1: did you hear me say yes no i said yes yeah I'm saying this but all those things that you've just described without this becoming a vomit fest for anyone else but all those things that you describe um are all the things i've if i'm honest i've been conscious of trying to be because i believe they're all great values but the only way i can be any of those things that you've just described and you know I don't sit here thinking I'm all those things because one would be strange, wouldn't one? But hearing those things, well, if that's if that's the best of me, and obviously there's other times when I'm not like that, that's only because you allow it, and that's only because I'm I'm with you, and it's only because I feel, not always, because relationships go through ups and downs, but that you know the relative safety to be those things. I don't feel there's a competition between us at times. I don't feel there's. You know that whole thing of wearing knowledge. You know, I, I've I've enjoyed introducing you to things and not feeling ownership of those things. I've enjoyed the way you approach life. I like the way you see life. I think that's what coupledom is about. Is about is about the difference. And where sometimes those differences can make you rub up against each other in an aggravated way. Sometimes it's also allows you. To kind of almost double down on being a certain person because you feel safe to be that person. So because I know you have an open heart, because I know you'll actually be really honest about everything, and because I know that you you essentially, and I mean, Christ, I've seen you come under, you know, assault on this platform. You know, you come from a place of extraordinarily compassionate honesty and care with everything you say, and with everything you do. I mean, I've not met anyone who strives really hard and earnestly and examines their own intentions behind what it is they're saying or feeling at any time. So when I see you knocked to the side because your line of work or your business or your skill is about encapsulating complicated emotions or stories in limited amounts of time, when I hear people just running with a thought or running with a really reductive sort of assessment of you, it really fucking infuriates me. Mm. Because... You are so much more than all of that. So when you say that stuff about not met anyone as intelligent, you really have to to let that reflect back on you. I know I'm an intelligent guy, and it hampers me in many ways, but also, as an intelligent guy, you're an incredibly stimulating woman. And in that sense you are as intelligent as me in a, in a completely different way. And so, you know, I mean, you know, because I know you often do yourself a disservice. You often knock yourself down and you often look at sort of, you know, you sort of, you know, you'll say things and you'll compare and you'll contrast. And we all do that. I mean, Christ, I do it all the bloody time. But, you know, you know, to hear all those things um, means the world to me. And, you know, before this podcast started, we just sat and held each other for a moment, actually, because we were both feeling, I was feeling a bit strange and da-da-da. And that in itself is something that when I think of other relationships, it's very hard to carve out that time or that person who's willing to be like that or do that or take the time to stop. And you know, I'm, I'm, that's not to say I mean, God, I don't want it to sound like that. You know, that doesn't happen that often with us because we lead busy busy, busy, busy frantic lives. But you know, so I hear what you say and and I'd love to renew our vows.
0: Or as our friend Lisa said, because Lisa's the only person that knows I was going to ask you this Oh, today. my
1: God, does she know?
0: Yeah. And she said, I said, I'm going to propose to Mark. And she went, but you're already married. She said, do you mean you're going to renew all your vowels?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lisa. A-E-I-O-U.
0: Yeah, he's sticking up.
1: I know. I kind of prefer it sticking up that way there. Um God, I don't, yeah, so, now I'm sort of silenced, really. really. Well, I thought... Vow, I funny, mean
0: renewing it? the vows is going to be a really really lovely thing to do and I think I don't know if we've ever spoken about our wedding but our wedding was fraught for various reasons I mean I mean we'd only known each other four months
1: yeah I didn't actually five month, six months six months six
0: months <laughs> and, I, and I was pregnant and 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 there was a lot going on for us and and you know we actually were really busy and we handed over our wedding completely to my mum and my mm. sister Dina and they were amazing and they gave us the most beautiful wedding and it mm. was a very sort of traditional wedding in lots of ways. I was off the
1: location again within three days. I and mean, yeah, um, was got short. and
0: we've always talked about wouldn't it be nice to do it again and to get nice photos because yeah. I didn't like the photos because yeah. I was pregnant and um, all of that stuff. So I thought we could just do something really nice for us and we can just decide everything together take the time to do that we've never Mm. done that Mm. we've never taken the time to do something really just for ourselves Mm. but even when we're planning holidays it's always been about Mm. what everybody else needs we never plan a holiday just for a holiday that we want to do and i think it would just be really nice to really think about how we might do that nothing obscene, nothing that costs lots of money, but just something that would be really meaningful to us, mm. Mm. I think, and just get really get some really nice photos and just think about where we're at in our relationship. And I think, you know, thinking as well that this is a podcast and people are listening to it and we can't just talk about ourselves. I think talking about romance and talking about Valentine's and the enormous pressure there is to be something mm. and how brutal it is to all the single people. I mean, you just read that novel, haven't you, which mm. was which sounds really good, all about, you know, are we only defined once we're in a couple? All of those only things. Seen or
1: social, does it, are we only socially seen? Yeah. It's really made me think about it. You know, how we are only socially, socially seen. seen and have meaning.
0: When, when we're in a couple. Yeah and I think this podcast can be for whether you're in a couple or whether you're single because I think it's about of course it's become commercialised I'm not kicking against that's kind of nice I like commercialisation I love Christmas but I think that if we can take it back a bit as well Mm. and why not instead of everyone going oh it's so commercialised oh it's only for couples why don't we just take it as a a VIP day as Mm. as my CBT counsellor said to me I love this she said this the other day A VIP day where you just, whether you're single or whether you're in a couple, you just take care of each other or yourself Mm. for that day. So if you're single, okay, if you're at work, but you take some time to do something that you don't allow yourself to do for yourself. You know, like this, like us having a conversation. And it does make me laugh when so often I'll read comments underneath the podcast with people saying, you really do think about stuff too much. So, yeah, like, well, yeah, no, yeah. it's a podcast, we've oh, no. got to. We it's, don't like, talk. it's like
1: watching a chat show and then criticising it for them chatting. No,
0: but we don't talk like this all the time. We do <laughs> no, talk quite intensely don't. a lot of the time. No. But I would say, people always say to me, oh, yours and Mark's relationship, I'd love a relationship like yours and Mark. I would say... Whether you're single or whether you're in a couple, have a conversation mm. with yourself about what your needs are. How can I cherish myself if I'm single, or cherish or get my friends and I to get together to cherish? Cherish is a word that so often when I say it to other women, when they're in an, an uncertain place about their relationship, I always say, Do you feel cherished? Mm because it's so, we've talked about this before, it's so easy to say to someone, I love you. It's mm. much harder than saying, I like you. It's, it's so easy to, 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 to get some flowers or get some chocolates, but do you, have you cherished that person when you did it?
1: But that's have what I wanted to say. Well, I mean, I think in terms of the fact that we're talking about Valentines, I mean, my thoughts on the subject have changed over the years. I've all, I'm like you, I have no resistance or issue with celebrating the commercialization of, of some things. I mean, I think we're rational human beings who can to a degree know when we're partaking in something that's a commercial entity christmas is a prime example we get total i get totally excited by it but i know it's kind of you're buying loads throwing loads of money at stuff that's going to be forgotten in minutes but valentine's there you know i used to be very very attached to it as a kind of romantic anchor raft. point well yeah a raft but also a barometer so it was like a barometer that you were coming towards and you're dealing with your life, and the barometer of Valentine's, you plunge your barometer into the heat and murk and sort of, you know, whatever of your relationship, and you take the temperature based mm, upon how you behave. I think it's awful. Well, I think, and also I think it's entirely, um, it's entirely inaccurate, an, ina- an inaccurate bar- barometer, because, I mean, we've had in the past circumstances where I think, you know, I would almost be sort of slavishly attached to the idea of it, a bit like an anniversary. And if things weren't romantically moving in the right direction... I would use it as a symptom to suggest that things weren't great between us and in fact, I'm not even attending to the 364 other days exactly. of the year. I'm focusing on where things are at, at a point where actually, you know, there are a whole range of mitigating circumstances. I could be in a terrible place at that time, very busy, could be away, you could be busy, distracted, Do you know what I mean? You're not even accounting for the kind of mitigating factors of how you're feeling at the point of time you arrive Well, it's just,
0: arriving. it's a bit like date night, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Where exactly. suddenly everything, all the pressure, stars and moons come pressure, together pressure. and then you've got to be some, you know... The dogs still need feeding, yeah. you're still worried about the kids, you're mm. you know, you might still have money worries, you might have none of that just magically. But disappears. I think
1: a lot of people use it. Like you just is. saying then the dogs need feeding. I mean a lot of people can get very eggshelly around Valentine's, and I think there've been times where we've been like that around anniversaries. And I'm talking about oh, myself having yeah. created that. Where if you attend to something that's very domestic and menial and matter of fact and not romantic, it's like, oh, well, well that's not part of the plan, is it? So it's like, it's like
0: a, but it's almost like it's almost like, you know, that naive Romeo and Juliet. There is yes. no Romeo and Juliet. You can have Romeo and Juliet moments, exactly. but you can't suddenly check out of your life exactly. and make this day everything that you might feel is yes. missing in the year. But I think it is a time when you can have an honest conversation. But I think I think
1: you're talking about sort of giving on Valentine's in a way that's non-material. And I think we have perhaps lost touch with that. I mean, some of the statistics, which are so funny, are like, you know, this year, four and five Brits plan to celebrate Valentine's, which is 79%, so 80%, will be spending more on average this year than ever before, with the average spend of £35 a person um, being spent by each person this year. Um, Men are the biggest spenders. Men generally spend about £44. Women spend £26 you know, um, it, it, ladies are more likely to celebrate Valentine's Day without spending any money, which is interesting. Um, so this idea of finding ways of celebrating, not now, obviously a huge component around Valentine's is the pressures of romantic action, i.e. sex. You know, it becomes another one of those moments where actually, you know, there's senses of obligation creep in. Um, and so men's gifts generally veer towards the kind of, let's say, naughty and saucy and all that kind of stuff. And if
0: only men knew that women go, oh God, he's not gonna give me one of those again for Valentine's, is he?
1: I mean, I do worry. I mean, (laughs) one of the the downsides, I suppose, with Valentine's is that so many stereotypes kick in and we all sort of willingly sort of sign up to them, don't we? It's like, oh yeah.
0: That's why I would say, I suppose a lot of this, since I've been talking, I've been thinking of women, but I, you know, men do listen to this podcast and I would say, if you're struggling and you're thinking, oh God, what do I get her? Mm. Um, I would think, I would hold in my head, cherish. How can I make her Mm. feel cherished? Whatever that is, for some women, it might be sexy underwear. I don't know. For uh, for other women, it might be taking the rubbish out. But just think about what are those things that she asks from you, that she says that she needs from you. I mean, another really nice thing to do is say, as a gift, tell me five things that you need from me. Mm. I mean...
1: But Why not do that? It doesn't have to cost money.
0: Tell me five things you... Here you go. He's a here's a post-it notepad. Tell me five things you need from me. But
1: isn't it funny... Post it, it
0: around the house at some point. But it's still. interesting. As
1: you say that, we're used to that kind of thing. We're used to that kind of... You know, it's not going to be a complete kind of, you know it's not going to throw a complete curveball at me if you were to turn around to me and go, Mark, we really need to sit down at the weekend and have a chat about stuff. Now, that, okay, might not want to, and I might be like, oh, fucking hell, you know, we might both be thinking, right, okay, he's got his agenda, whatever. But we're quite used to that. That's why we do these podcasts. But a lot of couples, that is like the yeah. idea. That's just not even, it's not even the possibility. I mean, yeah, I can that's think that's of couples we think... know that wouldn't do mm-hmm. that.
0: That's why I think a really good way to approach stuff like that is not actually face to face. You know, I like I always say the phone is an amazing piece of kit. Yeah. You could text your partner and say, Do you know what? I don't want any presents this year. Dot dot dot. What? Well what did the you hell? see I might be treating the dot 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 as something else. And they'll come back oh right. What
1: would <laughs> be it be like, read as? Oh right I'll, <laughs> I'll go and buy some kinky gear and I'll be round at seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um never yes, do dot 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 to a man. Never
1: <laughs> do dot 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 to a man. Dot 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 infers well, anything.
0: Oh, okay. Well... <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Make this. some sort of contact. So that even send an email saying, I would just like... And, so, and, and maybe just say to them, can we just have this conversation? Could mm. we just... Um... But failing that, get an overdraft. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I mean... Buy a
0: diamond ring.
1: <laughs> I, do, but I do think, going back to that idea that that is alien to a lot of people, I'm, I, I never cease to be amazed when I hear about or talk to people or see or witness um, other relationships. For saying we all sort of, you know, place honesty and emotional honesty on an enormous pedestal, i.e., you know, deceit and going behind people's back, that's all considered wrong. It's amazing how dishonest we can all become with each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think Valentine's... Well,
0: maybe it's secretive.
1: Yeah, well, secretive... Maybe
0: because we want to protect oh, ourselves. Oh, yeah, I
1: don't, I don't necessarily yeah. mean it in a negative way. I mean, I think we become very sort of protective of ourselves. Mm. We don't want to be vulnerable is, is mm. often the reason for all of this. And that's why sitting down and just talking openly is, is, is anathema to most people. But I would say that Valentine's, at its worst, allows us all to keep all of that honest stuff at bay with stuff, with stuff, with uh, routine, with ritual, with the belief that we should, I mean like, you know, you always say every year, I couldn't think of anything worse than going out on Valentine's night. And yet you've said to me this year, keep Valentine's night free. I've completely got a curveball because I was planning something for the night before Valentine's, but I know with the kids and various commitments that we've got, that's quite hard to kind of do two things. So I'm thinking, okay, so she's sort of shifted on the the Valentine's thing. But you know, traditionally, the worst night of the year for us generally to consider going out for something romantic or to to do is a Valentine's night.
0: Well, I never like to say we're going out to do something romantic because. To be quite honest, when somebody well, we always says end up
1: in the rain. we're going
0: to do something romantic, I'm just like, oh my god, have we got to be romantic? You see, because it's pressure. what is our idea of romance? For yeah. me, romance is somebody thinking of me, somebody listening to me, mm. somebody being really, really kind to me, somebody doing something. It could be quite ordinary. Um, romance to me is rarely big gestures. Mm. I find enormous pressure with a big gesture. I mean, it's just like now, just asking you, you know, to renew our vows. That's, I could have done that. I thought about so many different ways that I could do this. And then I thought, well, it would just be a bit eggy. Do you know what I mean? Just be a bit eggy. Whereas actually here on this forum where... You always talk so honestly, and people could who just dip in, in and out of the content that we put out just think that you are somebody that struggles with alcohol mm. and has had depression. And I just wanted to say all the other things that you are as well. And so for me, that was hugely romantic to do that. Whether other people might think it wasn't romantic at all, well, it's massively mm, it romantic. Your podcast, yes. mm, that's not very romantic, but I don't care. I know the feeling that I had to do that, you know, and also. You know, I could have written a speech and I could have put lots of hearts and flowers into that mm. speech. But actually, I, what I've just been doing is this week just thinking about all the things that I that make me feel that I do still want to be married to you because that's what a renewal of vows mm. is. It's saying... Vowels, as mm-hmm. Lisa was saying. It's saying, I still want to be with you. Mm. And actually, what better romantic gesture could there be than somebody saying... I still want to be with you. I still want to look forward to yeah, our life. You're light. absolutely
1: right. That's why so it's deeply think, romantic? So
0: I think if somebody is listening mm. to this and is thinking, "How am I going to afford this?" and what I'm True. going to That's just a good think point. about, and it doesn't have to be renewal of vows, renewal of the vows. Think about what it would really mean to your partner mm. if you told them how you feel about them put aside all the things that drive you effing mad because believe you me folks there are a million things that drive me mad about well and and me about for him but just put those to one side mm. just for a time and this is why I think it should be Valentine's week where you just think and that's why it's really good that we're putting this out today just think about your partner as an individual person mm. how somebody else might see them and think about them and know them rather than you with all the things that have gone on in your ma- in your marriage yeah. in your, just how would this person that's just meeting this person today think of them and it's a really interesting investigation when you think no, about no, I it every week
1: I, I am sitting here wondering if there's a, a connection between your your really really romantic description and words and proposal your romantic proposal I've been mean, talking about Christine Lampard a lot recently. Just, just...
0: But isn't this interesting that you've always wanted to me rom- to be romantic and I feel like actually you're just joking it all away it's I'm really interesting no i genuinely not no, no. no i mean it's just interesting i'm just like
1: no no i'm quite no, surprised no. because I mean, I'm joking all it your away. life
0: you've wanted romance and yeah. i think i've just done something really romantic oh, just... this would be so funny if this ends up I mean, in a wrap it's not gonna end up in a wrap <laughs> no, no, I, no, uh, I think i think it's one
1: of the most deeply romantic things you've said i'm kind of partly a little bit embarrassed because yeah, we are I on know, the podcast so i'm kind of fanning away with humor no i i'm i i can not tell you how touched i am I mean, I can't tell you how touched I am. I mean, insofar as what you were just describing then of, of, of suggesting to people who can't afford things and all that, it is the most valuable gift or proposal. And I see it as a proposal. I see it as a beautiful, romantic proposal. It, it, weirdly, I woke up with a sense of anxiety, which is my state of being every day. And that has ebbed because it's like that chamber of constant worry. And I don't want to get emotional about this, but a constant chamber of worry that I'm insufficient, I don't suffice, I could be better, same. I need to try harder. I mean, there is a little man in me kind of whipping all the time. I like wish a, you'd fuck no, no, no. I wish you'd fuck off. But at the same time, the way the way you've said it, the way you've gone about it, the way you've taken time, the really beautiful way in which you just paused things to just say it how you said it, has pre- presented me with an absolute salve to my heart, and and for a beat or several. I don't feel that deep anxiety that I had before. And for me, that is an enormous gift of, of potentiality for us both because there are times where, in the difficult times, I can look at our relationship and where we're at and I think, what can I bring that's new? What can I do that's different? What can I do to keep this alive? And that might sound ridiculous, but it's very real to me. It's very real to me. So when I hear you say that, the gift you're giving me is both your commitment and your love and your gener- the generosity and inclusivity of your heart and mind. But you're also giving me some time out emotionally, which I find very hard to get most of the time. I mean, I really do. And, you know, and as I say that, you know, my heart goes out to all those people who are, who are single, who are feeling... The isolation and the pressure, you know, it is a this is a salutary reminder that it is it's not just all kind of roses and and I think Valentine's is about that. I think what you've said is is almost like something that should be on the effing syllabus. Find ways, find non-material ways to make your partner's heart feel complete for a bit because you can't make anyone complete that is not what love should be actually
0: no, you can't fix you
1: can't people. fix people but you can really really make people feel safer and and you cherished. know cherished for, that's my best yeah, buzzword yeah, yeah and one. and and you've done it you know i mean i was just drawn to But a... well,
0: can i say to you you don't when you when you just sit there i don't know what else i can do how can i impress her how can i I would really like to tell you what you can do and I'd like you to hear me and hear it honestly and actually just do it. So would you like to know? Mm. To just give yourself a break. The
1: nasty There's a voice in my head that says that, tries to say that. The nasty
0: people in your head that every morning wake you up and tell you shit, I would like you to evict them from your head. Mm. Because that's the worst thing in our relationship. That's Mm. the worst thing. That stops the flow of our relationship Mm -hmm. and it's like I've been saying a lot to you recently when those voices come in hear them and watch them tell talking to your child and how would you respond to them? What would you say to them? Mm -hmm. You'd say, get the fuck out of here. How dare you? Mm -hmm. How dare you treat my family like that? I want you to start saying how dare you Mm -hmm. talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. Because because when you are free There is no one in the world I want to be with. But when you are so torn, sometimes it is really difficult Mm. to be around you. Of course, I'm always going to be around you, but sometimes that's what makes it really difficult. Mm. When the self-loathing and when you let those nasty people get in. And you are smart enough to try now and make the decision that for the next block of your life, you are actually going to evict these nasty fuckers.
1: And I also want you to promise me that You know the reason i'm with you in this really weird brain and heart here which is messed up fucked up but also can do a lot and think a lot and feel a lot trust that i see you as my equivalent trust that i respect your brain trust that i respect the way you approach things your insight on things your emotional intelligence i have learnt everything i virtually know from you in terms of being able to okay access my own instincts but you've kind of you are you know trust that there is an equivalence here because you often do yourself a disservice, I do. and you often yeah, but, but you I often, do
0: trust that no no you no I no,
1: but like... you will often cut yourself off from indulging or listening or engaging or or, or doing things because you think you're not worthy, and I see you do it a lot more than you you, you trust. You mm. do yourself down in conversation. You knock down your own achievements. Oh. Yes, you do. I mean, you'll you'll mm. say oh it's you know you'll knock it down, and I, I notice that you're knocking it down. Not directly, but indirectly, because you think perhaps it's a bit sort of, I don't know, mainstream or whatever. And I don't have any of those hierarchical, I don't think of things like that. That's why I love sitting here and talking about showbiz with you. It's why I love watching shows with you. It's why I love being silly with you. You know, your, you know, your capacity, your capacity to straddle so many different things <laughs> is second to none. Um, but can I just share with you some of the more practical things as we get to the end of this podcast with Valentine's? Valentine's cards. What do you think of them? They've become they think, can become weaponised.
0: I think I think I'm not a great card giver. No. Um, never have been. But I think if your partner really loves getting a card, make the effort and get them a card. But if it some people their whole Valentine's is destroyed mm. because their partner didn't remember to give them a card. I know. You know, if your partner was upset last year, make the effort and yes. get a card. Yeah.
1: But there's another whole stress around Valentine's cards because I remember when I was a child, or a child, a young adult, first girlfriends and all that kind of stuff, je- my worst moment of the year of jealousy was if someone I was with or loved or fancied got a Valentine's card from someone else. I couldn't bear it. I then went into super sleuth detective mode. I wanted to stalk the person, find them, and destroy them. And so I've lived. You know. So there's that. There's that. There's that sort of dangerous go back, edge.
0: You're asking me to go back about a hundred years no, to no, no, remember no, no, those no, no. sorts. No, but, <laughs> but so
1: because of course we we all just give Valentine's cards to each other now. But really, the original idea behind Saint Valentine's is the idea that a card you don't know who the sender is it and it is sent to someone that you know isn't a. I mean, of last
0: the, year it was really exciting because Lee, our warm-up guy at Loose Women, he's also a good friend of mine got one and he really didn't oh, know who it was So wrong. you saw the effect and, of Valentine's. And it was so exciting oh, no, because lovely. everyone, the whole building across all the programmes, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone was trying to work out who it was. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah, but I suppose I just don't have that. Memory. It's been no decades exactly somebody who me a Valentine's card that I didn't know who it was from. So I'd
1: have thought for single people who aren't at that point in their lives where they're thinking they're not fearing they're going to be single all their lives, the idea of receiving a Valentine's card is a deeply thrilling and potentially exciting prospect because mm. it's like, oh, there's an unknown lover out there. All mm. like, and I don't know whether technology has removed that. I suppose technology allows you to send, Valentine's, but fifteen percent get this as a statistic. Fifteen percent, fifteen percent. So that's one and a half in ten of women send themselves flowers. I know that. I don't know why that's statistic. I like that, I like that too. It goes
0: back to my VIP. Treat yourself yes, like a VIP. Yep. Take care of yourself. You know, I, I think that's a lovely.
1: And eleven percent, so just over ten percent, will also buy themselves something for for Valentine's too. Self care, self love, self worth. Do you
0: like receiving gifts on Valentine's? I think on Valentine's we should have a really, p- you know, sex. like people. Sorry have like (laughs) wedding meetings where they sit and they plan and why don't we have a renewal vows planning meeting a e i o u where we set some time aside we don't have our phones on get the computer out and we have a we decide where we want to do it
1: wow that sounds so self-caring i
0: mean i'm thinking about somewhere by the sea
1: do not go to the subject of my play are you talking Cornwall? (sighs)
0: Oh well, find out from our next podcast what we decide. Okay, well, look,
1: share your thoughts, guys, and if you're listening on on iTunes or Spotify, please press the maximum number of stars. And uh, and if you're going to ask the question, why do you two bother doing these? I would suggest you unsubscribe and don't watch anymore. (laughs) That's it, because then you don't (laughs) don't have to be bothered. That's a very nice
0: note to end. No, 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 I just mean that. No, because
1: usually what happens at the end is why are these? No, so it's just like you know.
0: Just I think that was a bit sour. Do a nicer ending.
1: Anyway. I'm going to come around and give you a huge hug. It's ah. going to be the ending, do not know. Well, that's the first ending I'm going to give you. Oh
0: <laughs> God. What are you doing today? Well, I must remember that this is what happens oh. when I wear a dress. I know. Don't <laughs> wear
1: dresses too often. <laughs>